Hi, welcome to What You're Reading, Dude. It's Lisa, Jamie, Lauren. This is our time to catch up and share what we've been reading and inspired by, hoping to stir some deeper conversations. No one person has time to read every book or listen to everything, but we figured this is a good time to trade ideas, expand our horizons, and maybe inspire you as well. Just a reminder, this is for us, this is for fun, and we are not experts. Let's get into it. gonna have more and I didn't mm, <laughs> delicious I never had one before me either Lisa made them for us I really like it I did not realize it's a Moscow mule but with rum yeah I'm not opposed I think I every time someone brings it up I have to google the recipe not the yeah. recipe but what it is a recipe yeah and it always throws me off I feel like there's supposed to be way more in it than there is super simple and delicious so. very good beer, rum lime blaze ice <laughs> cup <laughs> don't forget the very cup. important ingredient welcome to our halloween episode guys. oh my gosh halloween is here i can't believe it's already october i know i can't believe Slash it's already november yeah. yeah wait wow 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 <laughs> spooky <laughs> I am just having flashbacks of like every Disney Channel movie that has like the fall foliage and like kids oh, going home and like oh Halloween yeah, Town. Yes. I was thinking about Hocus Halloween Pocus. Town today. Oh. We need to Tell watch us. them all. I've never seen Hocus Pocus. <gasps> um, it's so good. What? I know, guys. We'll watch that one. By I the didn't time read this Harry airs. Potter, <laughs> you can imagine True. what household I grew up make you feel better. I did not see Hocus Pocus for the first time until college. Yeah, what? and that was not family related. That was just I was a Disney Channel girl. Okay. So I saw it as a child, and <laughs> it was not bad. I wasn't scarred. You know, it's great. Ben Midler's in it. Yeah, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, I can't think of the other witch, but it's. It's fun. It's very comedic. It has a couple serious Great. moments, but the I cat's cute. Love to oh. watch it. Yeah. Love There's to cats see in it. it. So we'll, we shall we'll make, make this happen. I did, funny enough, grow up watching all the Halloween towns, but I think it was because I was a Disney Channel child. Yeah. If Disney played it, then it was okay. I thought Hocus Pocus was a Disney Channel movie. I don't know. Or they showed it mm. on Disney Channel. Otherwise, I, I don't thought know it how was I a. It. What did Freeform used to be? ABC Family? Because don't they do 25 Days of Christmas? That's oh, Christmas. 25 Days of <laughs> Halloween? <laughs> it came out Someone way before like that, Halloween though. Halloween thing, though, right? It came out, like, in yeah. the 90s. Right. I don't know that, like, uh, it like was Fox Family, Sarah and then it was Jessica ABC Parker Family. was Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. Yes. It was definitely before. Let's see. I don't really remember the premise of Halloween Town. All I know she's, she's a teenage girl. She's oh, traveling. What? She's a witch. It was, the film was yes. meant to be but a she, made did for she just TV? travel to Halloween Town. Yeah. Are there oh, like special? There's special Halloween Town. There. There's like skeleton people and goblins. <laughs> and I don't really remember. Hocus ghouls. Pocus is a Disney Channel movie. Yeah. Shut up. Well. 
I don't know. Interesting. But either Sorry, way, Disney Halloween Channel. Town is a classic too. They're both good. It's just funny. I think I got more freaked out. Well, there's a scene in Hocus Pocus that's freaky, but Halloween Town, like when they're in the theater, that was hella creepy with like the guy's like weird yeah. face. Like, but that was name? a personal Krem, thing. Crab. Mm. I don't really remember that movie very much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember any spooky parts, but I just don't remember Ooh. it in general. Oh, then yeah, I did watch, watch it again. We're gonna watch yeah. them all. I did. And then I know at one point, doesn't she go to college or doesn't? Yeah, make that she up? grows up. Yeah, they had like <laughs> they had Halloween Town two and three, I believe. Yeah, like ten years later. I don't think I watched either of those. Were they good? Did they hold up? I mean, I think I, I liked them. the. Yeah, I think I liked them. Like she goes to college. It was either college or like a boarding school, high school. But I think mm. it was college. I loved that one. Disney really leaned into the like witches wizards for a good long time i feel like they were perfecting their craft for (laughs) because wizards of waverly place Mm -hmm. and then like some other movies i i mean i'm not like super well versed on what was disney and what wasn't but i feel like there were a bunch of like people going to school and finding out that they were like a leprechaun yeah or like a witch or like yeah yeah also, like I'm, blank, I'm like vaguely remembering that there are there's a whole collection of oh, movies that fit into this. Yes. You know, there's a lot of Disney Channel movies <laughs> which I love. Yeah. <laughs> oh, y'all, where's anyway, our candy? Halloween. We are candy free oh my right God, now. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I need to go buy candy corn. <gasps> yes. Uh, leave <laughs> me alone. Candy corn is we the get most delicious candy. It is disgusting. So good. <laughs> I don't know if we can be friends anymore. Oh, what about the pumpkins? Do you at least eat the pumpkins? No. Oh my god. Okay, I can do like two pumpkins, oh and my then god. I. They're I so think gross. Oh, <laughs> I. I can't even decide if I like them or not, I but I enjoy two of them, and then I've had enough, and then. <laughs> Yeah. The pumpkins are Wait, the best. Did we get pumpkins last year for something? <gasps> Harry Potter. Oh. I think oh my I, God, we got yes. pumpkins for okay. Harry Potter. I did have to buy them for you. I do remember yeah. that. <laughs> I, don't rem- I take back why my I made you buy them, though. We ate a lot of those, so I take back my statement. <laughs> <laughs> pumpkins. Yeah. Anyway. They are weird. I'm not going <laughs> to. What a weird that. candy. Yeah. So gross. Do you all have a favorite Halloween candy? Candy oh, corn okay. pumpkin. Do you have a second? Um, Reese's, Reese's. pumpkin. No, 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 no. Oh my <laughs> too god! Much, too much of a good thing. Regular Reese's. No, I like the minis. No, I have this whole thing. I about love the minis. The ratios. The ratio of chocolate to peanut butter. The ratio is perfect. And them and the Easter eggs. No, are the same thing. Oh my god. I like the crispy edges on the like mini ones. Yeah. I think the mini ones knock it out of the park, but then if I really want to go ham, the Easter egg or the pumpkin, like, they're, like, different experiences to me, you know, but I think the mini has the best, like, yeah, proportion between the two, and then the other's just, like, really rich. (laughs) Highly disagree, but we'll eat anything you put in front of me, so (laughs) I won't complain about getting minis. I just think... Well, we watched this documentary. Yeah. Was oh, sp- I forgot about that. Not mm-hmm. Halloween, but it was spooky. Spooky. <laughs> Go um, what's it called? The Way Down? Mm-hmm. Way Down. What's the woman's name? Gwen? Gwen Shamblin. 
Oh, guys, this is a spooky, spooky, spooky documentary. We got sucked Mm -hmm. in on a Saturday night. And just binged, like, at all. It is only three episodes. episodes. And they're only an hour. The premise is it's this (laughs) Christian cult in Nashville area. Mm -hmm. Brentwood. Mm -hmm. That's been going on for a while. Early 2000s, late 90s. This woman, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. But it had been like building like yeah. you really see like this woman like she develops this kind of it's like a weight loss plan, mm-hmm. um, but it's tied to Christianity. And then as she's gaining popularity, because like this program is super successful, it's successful and it's really popular. Yeah. And she starts selling books and just keeps pumping out content. And so her like, quote unquote, followers or people who are on board with her success and her like. It just keeps growing, and then she starts to create her own church. Like, she makes Mm -hmm. these, like, bold statements that just become this, like, big division between, like, people who are following her and feel one way, and then people who are like, yeah, I'm 100% on board with what you say. And then it follows, like, the cult. It's very culty. Yeah. It's very culty. Very controlly. And, yeah, lots of, like eating disorder dieting interesting things basically the whole premise of her diet it's just a portion control diet Mm -hmm. but she makes it seem so she like talks about how basically the skinnier you are or the better you follow this diet the more god will love you the less you eat yeah the more like god loves you and the less he'll punish you yes yeah and it's making this connection between like your weight and how like pure or like yeah. healthy you yeah. are because if you're overweight that's a sign that you're like idolizing food yeah. and not over god, over god. yeah it's mm. but then if <laughs> something <laughs> bad happens yeah. it's because god is punishing someone for not being pure enough basically which is then weird because part of this whole like r- whatever you want to call it religious practice yeah. is like they also don't mourn which is super weird. So, like, you're focused on, like, avoiding anything bad happening to you. But then when something bad does happen to someone, you just move on, like, really mm-hmm. quickly. It's all like, about, yeah. like, sad. the perfect image yes. of what a successful yeah. Christian who follows God and doesn't have idols is supposed to look like. Which yeah. they don't grieve, which, apparently. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> also, look. You need to Google Gwen Chamblin. Oh, my God. Oh, And you God. need to her. look at her hands. <laughs> that's <laughs> all. Look, that's the whole reason we started. Well, one of the many really reasons really we got was. sucked in is yes. we needed the story behind the hair. That and cult documentaries are very well, interesting. But cults, the hair. What the, is the story? We open HBO Max to find <laughs> something to watch. And her hair was plastered on the home Pitch. screen they knew and what they were we doing like, <laughs> a bump it gone wrong like if you know you it know gravity the higher the yeah. hair the closer to god to very an extreme seriously. very seriously <laughs> to an extreme yeah. but this docuseries is i think very Wild. interesting it is kind of all over the place at first you're like what what are we doing mm-hmm. here? It's a little you bit know? hard to follow some of the storylines, which mm-hmm. I think is supposed to build intrigue and to keep you watching. Yeah. But it does jump around a lot. I agree. Yeah, like you definitely like it paints a picture so you can kind of imagine what it would be like to be part of this group. 
but it doesn't really it doesn't feel fully like chronological which i get sometimes you need to deviate from it but well and and yeah it's still unfinished it's also (gasps) actively yeah yeah, this is all actively unfolding and two more episodes i think Mm -hmm. are coming out next year because they're waiting to kind of see what happens in the next couple months so if like this is your vibe like if you get into the cult docuseries very interesting and the fact that it's like actively happening it's intriguing it's yeah it is i also am kind of upset that i hadn't heard about it before oh like being from the midwest my parents live less than two miles from the church and had never heard of it that's they were convinced i was talking about brentwood california and it's like no mom just google it yeah, it's two but it's miles also, it's you. probably, it seems very insular, like, once you know, you know, but yeah. if you don't know, you would not be, if you're not, like, maybe in the Christian sphere. I would say, yeah, my parents know. aren't Christian, so I don't know if they would have yeah. found the church, you know? Well, and I wonder with cults, too, I might be kind of lumping them in with MLMs here, but, like, I feel like recruitment is a big factor, and so it is kind of shocking that, like, if they live so close, even though, like, Maybe the circle, like, your parents' circle versus, like, the circle of influence from, like, mm. this group just never overlapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's kind of shocking, too. You it's know? probably mostly recruitment, like, people to people. Yeah. And through that weight loss thing, which is still. Yeah. Apparently still a big thing. Yeah. And maybe, like, I don't know how much they're catering to, like, the younger audience as well and if a it lot does, of that's, that's happening at point. school yeah. Yeah. yeah they're putting a lot of emphasis mm. on the younger generation and keeping them in the church yeah. oh it's so spooky yeah <laughs> watch it <laughs> real life spooky <laughs> yeah we can't wait for more info to come out i've been mm. like googling and there's no more information out there because there's nothing to be found you're just waiting for it to unfold at this point <laughs> so weird you're just waiting for like real life to happen so <laughs> yeah. that someone will report on it and have right. exactly and then <laughs> what are we doing here <laughs> what is happening here yeah. anyway well we've got some spooky things planned for you just kidding <laughs> we all i think we it's all were like should we read a spooky story and report on it and all of us were kind of like i don't want to read a spooky story <laughs> pass <laughs> not really our vibe but there are many good podcasts i enjoy sleeping at night yeah so we're we're focusing on other things yes (laughs) anyway get your spooky happy halloween (laughs) what what is halloween Mm. well so i will say i have a very interesting past with halloween i mean i've talked a little bit about it didn't read harry potter growing up so you can Mm -hmm. imagine we didn't really celebrate halloween growing Mm. up we did kind of when I was younger, and then when my parents switched churches in middle school, they suddenly decided that Halloween was satanic. Really? Ah. And we were not, well, I could celebrate it with friends, but, like, they didn't. Mm-hmm. And to this day, they don't celebrate it. They leave the house purposefully on oh, Halloween. I was going to say, do they, like, wow. put a bowl out and turn on all the lights? No, they don't even put a bowl out. Okay. Yes. So, to each their own. Mm-hmm. But... I was curious about the history of Halloween and, like, how it came to be because I find that so fascinating. And I was like, is there, like, some weird satanic past or whatever? Like, what is the history? So, anyway, I got a book called Halloween from Pagan Ritual to Party Night. Yes. (laughs) And I didn't read all of it, but I read the first couple chapters that, like, really focus on the history because I don't really care so much about modern day. I understand that it's a party night. (laughs) 
We're going to need a part two. No way. We got you. So I will give a very brief synopsis of what I read. The book was good and interesting, but he did kind of jump around a lot. And I was like, I feel like this could have been way more concise. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a lot of skimming. But anyway. So, as you can imagine, Halloween started from a variety of holidays, kind of like Christmas. Like, a lot of different cultures had similar holidays around the same time, kind of celebrating the end of fall, start of winter kind of season, end of harvest, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. The one that he focused mainly on, which this dude, the author, believes is kind of the main influence for American Halloween is called Samhain, a Celtic festival, which celebrated summer's end when the summer goes to rest, is what they kind of said. Hmm. So in the beginning, he's kind of talking about, in the book, I'll jump kind of around a little bit, but in the beginning, he's kind of talking about, like, why the church decided this holiday was satanic. Mm. And (laughs) And it has to do with, like, it does have some pagan roots, which, like, during the Reformation, Christians were, like, trying to throw out all these, like, pagan holidays. And it there's no proof that this festival was satanic in any way. I think the church just, like, pegged it as just satanic. Said, mm-hmm. And then Hollywood also later, which kind of made Halloween so commercialized. Yes. Kind of decided. Mm-hmm. They've, like, used this Samhain in like Halloween movies and stuff and made it seem more satanic than it Mm -hmm. actually was. Anyway, I thought that was very interesting. But this kind of old Celtic festival was kind of similar to Day of the Dead. It started, which I don't know a ton about Day of the Dead, but it started as like end of harvest kind of celebration that also kind of celebrated naturally like the death of things Mm -hmm. and like seasons changing. Yeah. Which also kind of naturally came into celebrating, like, your dead ancestors and just, like, the natural way of things. Like, things die. Mm -hmm. And then in the spring, obviously, there's, like, a new life. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really interesting. And just, like, for Dia de los Muertos, like, it's about remembering family members. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think the, the idea is that you're kind of bringing back those relatives you're coming to like their grave sites and like mm-hmm. being with those you've lost to remember them and so it's and it's a two-day holiday in early november so it's super close to yeah, yeah. like which when I'll, Halloween t- I'll talk about that yeah a little bit, and uh, i could later. get how someone kind of would construe that into like bringing people back from the dead yeah and, yeah. twisting that like yeah. seems kind of mm. spooky mm. which there are spooky things in christianity which is yes so there dumb. are there's a lot of like bringing Just death to life literally <laughs> jesus <laughs> came back to life so jesus was a zombie so and i'm allowed to say that just freaking chill out guys <laughs> but i'm allowed to say this <laughs> Samhain, this harvest festival kind of started to become to no- be known as the time of year when souls of the departed were supposed to revisit their old homes in order to warm themselves by the fire and comfort themselves with good cheer provided in the kitchen. I love it. Um, That is so pure. (laughs) Yes, isn't that so sweet? And then, yeah, so it was about, like, celebrating your ancestors and your kinfolk and... I like that. Hiding them and keeping them warm. Let's get back to that. Yeah. But there always was kind of that supernatural quality to it. Not in like a satanic way, 
that the church later proclaimed. Right. But mm-hmm. it was kind of like spirits and and then kind of in the middle. So this was like I don't I don't timeline, I don't really know. Before the Middle Ages. Then we get to like the medieval holy days and there mm. is a church holiday called All Souls and All Saints Day. Those are two different Mm. holidays and i think all saints day is celebrating the saints and then Mm -hmm. all souls day is the day after celebrating the dead other people who are the non (laughs) the non saints Mm -hmm. that are dead so it kind of made sense for the day before that to celebrate almost like mardi gras i was just thinking (laughs) that like it's like kind of a crazy party before lent starts yeah it kind of started to become a holiday that was like celebrating for (laughs) all souls day and all saints day interesting which is interesting. So it does have like this past with the church, which is, I find really fascinating. Those holidays were celebrated in different times of the year in different parts of the world, but they eventually all kind of moved to this beginning of November time point when they like when the church was trying to like standardize their calendar. Mm, yeah, you know, as we do, we gotta get organized. <laughs> we got, they are very into the calendars. No yes, one's they are. My <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I often wonder, like, who wrote this church calendar? <laughs> We're just, we're landing on this day, okay? It's fine. Like, why is Easter in March or April? Like, why is Christmas? Depending on it's when just, you want it to be. They oh just decided God. when the cal- what the calendar was saying. They, to celebrate All Souls Day and All Saints Day, there were bells hung for souls in purgatory. That's for All Souls Day. Penances mm-hmm. made and to ward off evil spirits. So, again, the spirits come up. It's always kind oh, of a... What is I have a question. Hmm. Do Christians believe in purgatory or is no, that more that's Catholic? Catholic? Okay, cool. That's what I thought. I it's, just wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah pa- purgatory is very Catholic. Okay. Yeah. Bonfires were built at graveyards to ward off evil spirits. You can see how like some huh. of the imagery yeah. is starting to mm-hmm. come in. Evil spirits. Um, tombs were opened up and de- they decorated families' bodies and celebrated them, Ooh. offering them food no. and clothing. No. I know, spooky, right? No. <laughs> I'm not going in any tombs. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Well, you know, that Don't body to- is like resting and decomposing Don't and they're like, right? They're like, shoot. let's open it. Yeah. <laughs> it needs clothing. That feels like a teenager's um, move. <laughs> this I thought was really funny. It also around this time was obviously a time to slaughter your animals for winter. Mm, and mm-hmm. they used the bladder as a ball to yeah. play football. Mm-hmm. Hence, football season in the fall. Woo! Things are lining <laughs> up. Things are lining up. Literally. I know. Yep. yep. Yikes. <laughs> anyway. And I will note, like, obviously, this history is very complicated and no one actually knows, like, all the details of how it got to today but i'm trying my best to make it very concise (laughs) as i said before this holiday started to come under attack in the reformation protestants were not about the living having any influence on the status of the dead is what the book says (laughs) that's a deep sentiment yeah they're just like let those dead be Mm -hmm. they're gone bye yeah Mm -hmm. that's like creepy <laughs> I mean, look, don't is, touch that. I agree, <laughs> it is kind of creepy. But that is when, during the Reformation, when Protestants were like, purgatory is weird and we don't want to do that. So we're going to separate ourselves yeah. from the Catholic Church. So that's why. That's one reason that they don't believe in purgatory. Well, and so burying bodies when they're deceased is a practice basically as old as mm-hmm. like humans in general. And so the act of like, 
digging bodies back up That's like hits me viscerally <laughs> but you know I mean I'm only a product of my conditioning <laughs> yeah yeah and anyway. I tend to avoid cemeteries. So. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> but that's when, like, the Christians started hating on the holiday mm. of... Because it that started to kind of turn into, like, some weird things. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Those Catholics yeah. <laughs> took it a little too far. Um, <laughs> Purgatory! <laughs> <laughs> but it did... During the Reformation, Christians, Protestants, whatever you want to call them, like, s- kind of stopped celebrating Kay. what came to be known as Halloween. But... The Catholics still celebrated it, <laughs> and they started going. They called it Souling, S-O-U-L-I-N-G, Jesus and they would Christ. go from door to door. You can see where this is going. <laughs> they went that. from door to door asking <laughs> for food in return for a prayer for the dead. Well, that's cute. Yes, with hallowed out hmm. turnip lanterns. How cute. <laughs> oh, my gosh. God. But I think I would they turn were, about this is all home. making I sense. Turn I think they were basically Did like asking for turn. food and money for like their loved ones in purgatory. That makes sense. On All Souls yeah. Day. Yeah. My um, how things have changed. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like, give me candy or I egg yeah. you. <laughs> or treat. And then the candle represented the soul trapped in purgatory. Okay. Yes. Oh. <laughs> It also may, they said, have been a way for soliciting food and money from rich neighbors mm, during yeah. bleak winter months. Yeah, <laughs> that, that tracks. Yeah. And then we go all the way to the 18th century. It survived mm-hmm. in Catholic areas of England. So we're all kind of like mm-hmm. in the English Isles right now. But obviously there was like a change of churches in england so they kind of the anglican church kind of started to push this stuff out but communities further away from london were more catholic and were still celebrating it Hmm. it came to be known in the 18th century that's kind of when the images of ghosts and spirits and witches were likely to appear on this night as like souls of the departed spooky times (laughs) (laughs) and this is when people started Dressing up and going door to door in the 1700s in the 18th century. Yeah, Yeah. that's crazy. I figured it was more recent (laughs) than that. Right. Yeah. So it like kind of slowly, slowly changed. But I think people started kind of dressing up as like poor people or dressing up as like old people going door to door to get food and money from rich people. Mm. So that's where the like costumes kind of started. That's kind of cool. And then the yeah, the ghosts and witches and mummies and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then eventually playing tricks on your neighbors like dressed up kind of incognito started to happen. Let's do it's like this weird progression and like <laughs> and, and an <laughs> oscillation between like right. really genuine and like people are getting out of hand. Yeah. Like, give us food, we'll pray for your ancestors. <laughs> But then we go and do and sneaky like, shit out. So that's, I oh, think, where the, like, trick-or-treat thing came. Because, like, it actually, I haven't gotten to this yet because it didn't jump over to loud. America mm. until much later. But in America, it started, like, the tricks really started to get out of hand. <laughs> and the police, like, didn't know what to do about it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, amazing. people were, like doing crazy shit to their neighbors or like just destroying stuff in the city. I'm <laughs> yeah. just thinking that. 
<laughs> it also, funny enough, started to become known as a good day for courting and like starting of the like social party season, which I guess is in the winter for whatever Wait, reason. I thought this so one. I guess hmm. everyone's like out of town for the summer, so the yeah. social season yeah. has to yeah. be yeah. busy on the farm winter? and harvest is yes. done, and so you're like, oh. and if you Smart. crowd inside like a farmhouse or something, like or wherever you're meeting up, you're warmer together. See, which, I definitely thought the social, but maybe like, for rich people, it could be whenever oh, they want it. Yeah, but true, true. But you know, you gotta have something to get you through the cold months. <laughs> Look, you know, we all we all know cuffing season is real. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> and that's yeah. what I was gonna bring up. It's like so funny about cuffing season. It like for whatever so reason weird. was starting of like courting, and you're there was something about like throwing to nuts on the fire oh um and like if they cracked or something it's like that's your beloved like oh, who you're supposed God. to marry there's literally like something weird like two that. nuts on a fire and okay. if they crack <laughs> two chestnuts on the fire oh you know wait no. yeah roasting well, i don't know over if an open fire. Yeah, oh, no. i don't know people if allegedly <laughs> eat chestnuts i've never um, done it but Let's see. Yes, I said cuffing season, question mark. (laughs) A time to mingle with the opposite sex. Well, I think the point was, like, at that time, especially in the middle and lower classes, like, sexes didn't really intermingle until, like, parties. Mm -hmm. And so I think this was, like, the time to find your mate. Party (laughs) season. Harvest is over. (laughs) What do we focus on? Love. Baby making. And I don't think I wrote this down, but... But in the book, he was talking a little bit about how some other holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas developed into more family centric holidays. But Halloween has always been more of like a social holiday. Even when we were children, like we would go door to door maybe with our families, Mm -hmm. but you like you do it with also friends. That's yeah, why it's like my, my favorite holiday. We'd all get together. We'd all hang out with their yeah. kids, and and so I think he was saying, like, for whatever reason, some of this courting stuff has like kind of hmm. cool. been brought through as more of like a social holiday versus like a family hang out holiday. With your well, family. It totally is. I mean, like the the pagan ties and all this historic context, like it's there for anyone interested. But it's like feels like things are really distantly connected but it feels really removed at the same time so it's like a fun holiday that americans celebrate but there's no like religious tie to it there's no family obligation yeah, tied yeah, to it yeah that's what he was talking about it's like it's very it, it in america at least it has really separated itself from like religion religious religious ties but funny enough it didn't it didn't come to north america until pretty late I think he said in the 19th century, because when America was established, it was established on like Puritan values. Yeah. And they were like, we don't like them. Fuck yeah. Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> no. So it took a really long time for it to make its way across to North America. But once it did, it started with the college students, as you can imagine. And around <laughs> the time when was. like college was really taking off, this was like a holiday for college students to participate in dressing up playing tricks on your neighbors like a social event what more could you want they're like we will participate in this holiday this is for us and as everyone knows now it's like fully taken off in america and a lot of other countries have kind of commercialized it in an american way Mm -hmm. 
I don't know if you've been in another country during Halloween before, mm-hmm. but no. like in other countries, they like, yeah, yeah, I was in Rome one year for Halloween and it's very Americanized. Cool. This is a holiday that I can tell my own like ethnocentric like thinking because I know some holidays are just like U.S. holidays, but Halloween for some reason I'm like, oh, I'm sure there are like a bunch of countries that do this. I don't yeah, know. It's <laughs> like it's definitely <laughs> lost its roots in a lot of places except for america well even i think it helps being neighbors with mexico because dia de los muertos is so big in mexico Mm -hmm. that i'm like oh well that's a mexican version of halloween so other countries must have that too yeah yeah you know he also was talking about day of the dead um a little bit and i didn't read a ton about that chapter he does have it in the book if if anyone's interested but they believe that that holiday also came over from europe because there's a similar holiday that's Spanish. I don't know if they still celebrate it, but it's, like, similar. Hmm. So so they think it has similar roots. Hmm. But for whatever reason, when it came to Mexico, which is more of a Catholic culture, they kept more of the family roots and celebrating the family ancestry versus turning into, like, a social holiday. Yeah, totally it's, get that. It's just interesting yeah. how it kind of developed differently. Yeah. I didn't, again, I, I didn't read this part of the book super closely, but... But he was kind of talking a little bit about how the Southwest has, like, its own – Southwest part of America has its own version of Halloween because it's, like, close to Mexico. So it gets mm. that influence, but it also has American influence. And so it's got its kind of unique version of Halloween. Cool. I have not experienced that either. No. <laughs> I have, but – well, just the one year I lived in El Paso, but that's because it's on the border of Mexico mm-hmm. and 75% – Latinx, so it definitely would, I think, be different in other places. Because ours was just like one night it was Halloween and then it was Dia de los Muertos, and yeah. (laughs) But I'm sure in like Arizona or something, it could be different. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, that's all I have. There's a lot there, (laughs) and I tried to make it concise. But that was great. I think I'm fascinating. Yeah, it's a fascinating holiday. I'm interested in all the history of the holidays. I did not realize it started because Catholics got too creepy for Protestant. (laughs) And that's why they hated <laughs> Halloween for so long. Yes. <laughs> so that's probably why it turned into such a social holiday here is because it was able to strip itself of its, like, Catholic roots. Yeah. That it was able to come over to America as a secular holiday. Cool. Yeah. I mean, that's the Halloween I love. <laughs> yeah, I, was say, I never associated any religion yeah. with Halloween. I strictly was in it for the candy. And it, yeah, like I, <laughs> I think given the the social environment and just the excitement that builds around Halloween, it is. I think it's my favorite holiday. Like <gasps> non like religious holidays aside, like yeah, definitely. Like there's just so much fun involved with it, and the, it's crazy too. I mean, people are a hot mess, <laughs> and and then you have but all Halloween adds a little Eve excitement that, into yeah, it. Yeah, you know? like they're agreed. You never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> It's a mixed bag, but it's so much fun at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I just don't – I never liked it, but I guess I just don't have, like, a past with it. I liked it growing up, but these days it's not my favorite. Like, I just don't care. Like, I don't know why. I'll go to a party, but I'm not going to, like, trying really hard to dress up. Mm -hmm. I think I just don't like the pressure of, like, 
a costume. What's your costume? <laughs> oh, yeah. It is a lot of It's really pressure. stressful for me, and I don't want to put any time into it, and then I get upset that I don't have anything, right. and, and then, then I, I don't yeah. go. I'm a master procrastinator, <laughs> yeah. so then it's the day before, and I'm like, I only have a pair of kitten ears. I'm not going as a cat again. I have a solution. Yeah. Oh, no, tell I mean, us. I, like, I don't like to... I, I feel um, a similar pressure of, like, I want to have an awesome costume, but then I just hardly ever have the time to do that. Or, like, I don't want to go buy an outfit that I'm only going to wear yeah. once, you know, mm-hmm. or some pre-made costume, which no shade to that. It's just not my personal thing. And so I just, like, have channeled the more last-minute costume realm. And I think it, like, helps me personally, like, throw away some of my perfectionism there because I'm just like whatever we're doing it the afternoon before the Halloween party like who cares if it comes together or not you know which is just like worked for me but it's like not for everyone but you can I don't know I feel like sometimes people enjoy like a good pun or just like Honestly, Mm -hmm. like, you get such a mixed bag if you go to any sort of Halloween party. Like, people are just doing either a character they like, something that's current, or whatever they had nearby, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just, I love the kind of, like, half-assery of Halloween. Like, for people who are like, well, shit, I gotta get something together. But that's personally what I enjoy. But, you know. I think I've just always avoided it, but... I I did turn a little bit when I got to go to Cap Hill a couple years ago on Halloween and I wasn't dressed as anything, which was my personal preference. (laughs) (laughs) But it was fun to witness other people being crazy in their in their It's oh my god, it's so much fun. So there's like this radio show back in like the DC area and they would do like after Halloween, people would call in and like share the craziest hookup they saw of like <laughs> Captain America hooked up with like a plant or like you know just like these really weird combinations uh-huh. right, I like that. <laughs> yeah and then like they also had a phone number that people could give out to other people if they were asked for their number and they just like didn't want to but it was easier to just give this like decline number than than a yes. no and so then people will leave voicemails on this number and then they will play them on Monday <laughs> mornings Uh, And one Halloween, one guy left three voicemails (gasps) for three different people. So three different people. He got the same number and he didn't know. Didn't realize. Left three different voicemails. Oh, my God. Like, so I like, (laughs) I mean, it's a hot mess, but I really enjoy those aspects of Halloween because. Okay, that's People are just like letting loose, having fun. And I love that. Well, you know, anyway, so (laughs) yeah, so I enjoy the goofy side of Halloween. And as I've mentioned, I really enjoy last minute costumes. I I wasn't always that way. I think I, I actually can't really remember what I felt like in high school. I mean, they were like the trick or treating years as a youth and like those are super fun. But then I think there was a period where I was just like, I don't know, like, whatever, was, you know. It was sad to, like, age out of trick-or-treating. And yeah. then we kind of weren't old enough to go to parties yet. Yeah. You know, this w- maybe that's what, like, I feel like I've just blanked on like what it was like. a couple years there. Yeah. But then in college, I got kind of, like, turned on to making costumes at the last minute by one of my best friends. And 
it really started once we were in architecture school and we just had all this like cardboard and oh, knives yeah. around <laughs> just like things to make stuff mm-hmm. with and so I don't know I just like fell into that and it just it's a an adrenaline rush to go try to like go to a dollar store and get stuff together right before a party you know like one year I went as a bubble bath so I went and just got a shit ton of balloons got like a couple little bath items from the dollar store and then I had one of those wide like elastic belts that used to be popular and my friend just stapled all the balloons onto my oh my, my belt God. and so then I just wore like a nude colored cami and then I had like black leggings and then just like bubbles all around like I'm really into things that just cover my waist you know like it keeps people from getting too close because like uh, yes it's it's like a nice little buffer and I also find the comedic aspect of having a really awkward costume just hilarious and so I'm like you know what just be the awkward costume person balloons it reminds me of Angus Snogs and no, what's it yes, called? Yes, Angus, Angus Thongs Thongs and Perfect, Perfect Snogging, mm-hmm. where she's dressed as an olive. Yes, <laughs> oh my god, and all her friends bail, right? Don't they all do something <laughs> else? Do. Oh. Yeah. yeah, she's got like this mm. awkward, huge olive costume. <laughs> it's so good, it's hilarious. Oh, well, and so my like, I didn't really read anything, I just more enjoy googling costumes okay. to get inspiration for these last minute costumes and please in, I need inspiration yeah in my in-depth research you've got two different types of like articles here you've got the like you got a month month and a half some money some resources let me give you something kind of fun mm-hmm. you can do and then you have the like it is tonight grab some paper <laughs> like okay <laughs> so, like, that's the one I need and yeah like one of them was so funny I was like this feels like it's just targeted towards teachers because Half of the options were just like, here's some big paper. Here's big paper in a popsicle shape. Here's big paper and a pencil shape. And I'm like, who has all this paper? Who has giant paper? I don't have giant rolls of paper. And there are like some articles like, do not be fooled. Some articles are like, oh, last minute. And it's like some well-orchestrated family coordinated outfit. Like, yeah, there was one that was like, everybody had knit like, bear helm like a little bonnet yeah but they were like they had little bear ears and it was like hand knit and i'm like what <laughs> last minute <laughs> hand knit knit seven bonnets four- yeah exactly like who has time for that you know <laughs> oh but then you have some that are like be sushi just like wear white put a red pillow behind you and get a belt or something oh, black and wrap it around you that's funny done you know <laughs> Oh, I do kind of love that. I like that. Jamie, you should be sushi. Yes. Oh, my God. But there is this one article that I think just, okay, article, quote, unquote, from BuzzFeed that's like, here's some inspiration to get you going. Okay. And some of these are hilarious. I mean, you obviously have, like, Squid Game. You have Kim K at the Met Gala. Like. I love the big big one this year. I want someone to dress as Kim K, please. Yes. Oh, my God. There's, like, Dogecoin and just, like, various people at the Met Gala or, like, the COVID vaccine. Like, okay. (laughs) What? How do I go to the vaccine? I know. But then there's, like, 
Ted Cruz on his way to Cancun. And I'm like, oh, my <laughs> oh God. God. Oh, that would be funny. Which is another that is like a super good tip. Like if you don't have a lot and you're just using what's in your closet, just come up with a fun backstory. Yeah. And boom, like your costume, quote unquote, has just elevated tenfold. Yeah. Like I once had no time to put a costume together. So I just got some. I guess I had brown paper or cardboard and I made like a canoe type thing. I just like cut out the same shape and just stapled both ends and stuck myself in between it. Um, and then I got like a shirt that looked like I had a shirt that looked like a camp shirt and wore a hat. And I just acted like I was like a camp counselor who had lost my campers. And like that was so low stakes. But it was so much I am fun. I coming over. That's funny. Yeah. The yeah. night before Halloween Lisa, and you were helping oh me make my costume. You are a pro. What do you need? I got you. Oh, but oh my God. Okay. So this article, what's great about seeing articles with all these like costume inspiration ideas is it's one way for me to like check in on pop culture because yeah. I'm kind of yes. in and out. And there's this one that's James Charles that's pregnant. And so James Charles is like, he's a big YouTuber. He has, um, he's really known for his eye makeup, oh, but you know, any, yeah. Is. And so apparently in February, he did like pregnant for 24 hours. And I guess he, like one of his friends was pregnant. And so I don't know if she challenged him or he chose okay. to. And so he took this picture that's like, oh God. you know, your classic, like, I am a woman with a lot of money, like, taking my pregnancy photo, looking beautiful, and got, like, major backlash from it. And so I saw this here, and I'm like, is that a joke, or is that, like, what's yeah. happening Yeah, here? like, what, what are you going to do? And then there was, like, my one last shout-out is the Titanic iceberg from SNL. And I don't know if either of you saw that clip. No. But oh my god! If yes, they, oh I did. It was so. Oh, it good. was Bone, Bone Yang, right? Was yes, the, yes, yes. Okay. And like, I mean, honestly, there are probably so many characters from SNL. Like that, if you're into SNL, you could just like pick up some. But this is like, oh, <laughs> it is a fantastic skit. Like we'll put it in the show yeah. notes. But but you can just buy a white so blazer easy. and a blue turtleneck. Yeah. And like get some freaking cardboard or paper or like mache. Tissue paper. Great, yeah. You know? Yeah. How much time do you have? Wow, like, okay. yeah. And he's just going around like, you know, first of all, mm -hmm. you came to my home, then hit me. Like, let's not be mad. And like, <laughs> you can just get a couple lines and. Boom, you got yourself an amazing okay. costume. So, yeah, I don't know if you're listening to this and you're like, I still don't have a costume and I just got invited to a party and I haven't seen humans in 18 months. <laughs> there are options for you. What is what is the name of this particular article? I know we'll have it in the show notes for anyone listening. You good can call, go good call. just click a quick link. But okay. if you're really feeling like you need a Google right now. Quote, unquote. Halloween is right around the corner. So here are 46, 46. costume ideas inspired by this year. Posted wow. October 11th. Wow. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Google. Perfect. Thanks, yeah. Google. That is very oh particular, and I like it. Oh, yeah. I feel like, okay, what do you guys think? Later. Is it going to be like a crazy Halloween this year because people are like vaxxed and ready? Know. The thing is, I'll be in Dallas. And oh. I'm afraid to leave my friend's apartment. <laughs> I think Dallas gonna is going to be yeah. Dallas is going to be wild as hell. I don't know how, why. I j literally just texted her and mm -hmm. I was like, so 
are we actually doing like full costumes for Halloween? Because I'm bringing a suitcase, so I'll need to like know. Yeah. Yeah. Beforehand. I think it's going to be crazy. Yeah. But we're also doing a dress up thing for work. I think the day this comes out, the 27th, right? Mm-hmm. That Tuesday, I will have lost a Halloween dress up competition on this day. <laughs> this will be the day I shall lose. You know what? Lose. You're dressing up for, for work? No, which is why I need this. Mm. Oh, yeah. We will make this I happen. really do like the iceberg idea. That's it's pretty so genius. good. It is really funny. But I, like, in terms of, like, how crazy or non-crazy it's going to be, I don't know for, like, Seattle specific. I get a sense it's going to be quiet. Yeah. Like, I feel like um, mm. the... I think the college kids are gonna go crazy oh yeah never mind yes it'll be fun but <laughs> otherwise i don't think like everyone will be out yeah are you know? things happening in cap hill these days um i went out a couple weeks ago and there were extensive lines to get in bars really was, like, wow. avoiding all of those i thought that things were still closed yeah <laughs> well i you have to have a vaccine card or a oh, photo yeah. of your vaccine Got card it. to get mm-hmm. in Got it. but other than that they do not care well, I will say I have a close source that works for Uber that has experienced like very little Uber traffic for at least a month now. And so I okay. kind of equated that as like people aren't really going out, like even like Friday, Saturday night. Well, but that's good to know. I Last wonder time, if people like Cap Hill people are going out in oh, Cap Hill, but no one's really like also, leaving their neighborhood. This True. is unsubstantiated besides my own <laughs> personal experience. <laughs> but the last time I took a Uber slash Lyft, which was a couple months ago, it was really expensive. Yeah. And I was they like, hiked the prices I cannot afford this. Yeah. I will take the bus. <laughs> So that might be part of it. And I yeah, I or hear that. I was like, I'm not taking a twenty five dollar Uber from downtown. No, uh, I cannot. <laughs> I know. I tried that. to take an Uber to Fremont like maybe two or three weeks ago, and it was like thirty five dollars. I'm like, that's three miles. Yeah. I'll drive and just not drink that much. <laughs> like, mm. yeah, it's fine. So I think that's it. Yeah, I hear that. I like. But. I was kind of curious for a bit how much like Delta was keeping people inside because I'm vaccinated, so I'm not as worried you know but i heard some mumblings about people being really yeah. worried about it and i'm like oh maybe this is like a big a worry thing. yeah but you're right the college yeah. scene is gonna They're be gonna go unhinged maybe we should <laughs> find a college party to go to oh my god crash oh one they god. won't know we'll be incognito oh my god just last that. minute costume <laughs> like we can make it this way Anyway, oh Jamie, you go. Yeah. Oh, is it my turn now? Yeah. Okay. Oh, gosh. Today I'm talking about one of my favorite things in the whole world, and that's cats. <laughs> Black cats. Black, Black cats, cats in particular, but first I was going to tell Shut a no spooky one. story. Yes. Not really. Ooh. It's not a spooky story, but um, it's just a personal anecdote about my life, spooky. and it's a little spooky. <gasps> and I know this is going to come off sounding crazy, and people won't believe me. But I 100% have a ghost cat in my bedroom. <laughs> there is a ghost in my house. In your bedroom or the whole apartment? The bedroom. <gasps> Very specific. He, I just headed it to mail. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I've never seen the cat because it's a ghost. So, mm. But I've decided it's a guy. And I think it's... I only really interact with the ghost cat when I'm laying on my bed. So I think it's in my bedroom. But it could just be that like I have a smaller couch. And like maybe I just don't notice when it's mm. around. Do tell more. So, <laughs> yeah, what do you, so you don't so, see it, but how okay, do you know? Here's the thing. Yeah. When I first moved into the apartment, I saged it. So mm-hmm. I decided the fact that it, when I had an inkling before I saged, because I 
you know, procrastinated a couple of weeks on the <laughs> saging. <laughs> I had an inkling that I was living with a ghost at that point. So then after the sage, when it came back, I was like, first of all, I, that's when I definitely was like, okay, it's definitely a cat. And I'll talk about that in a minute. Second of all, it must be a good cat if it survived the saging, right? I don't oh. know how saging works, but I feel like if it was a demon cat, A, I would know by now. It's been like eight months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Four, I would think two, it's a friendly three months. cat. It's been 20 years. Yeah. Four months? I don't know. <laughs> when did you Two, know? like. <laughs> June? What is it now? In what is October. June to no- <laughs> In like four or five months. Jesus. That's a wow. long time. Four? I still have five. furniture to buy. Oh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I digress. So, <laughs> here's why I decided it's a cat. It's because I, A, live with a cat, so I know what cats are like, right? Mm-hmm. When I'll talk about my cat later. I only really notice it. I have a very comfortable bed with, like, a light memory foam chopper, but it's not a Tempur-Pedic. I can't throw a bowling ball on one end and have <laughs> nothing happen on right. the other. I don't really feel when things jump on my bed, a.k.a. my cat jumps on my bed because mm-hmm. she likes to sleep next to my head. That's the first clue. My cat likes to sleep next to my head. I have felt minimum one to two times a week something jump on my bed and i'll look up expecting to like see my cat come over to my head and pet her and there's nothing there and you didn't <gasps> experience this before in your last place it's weird not in my old apartment no okay it's weird this that you're feeling it but one. you're not seeing it yeah. i definitely feel and i'm like okay a little weird but like maybe i'm making it up but it has happened now at least once or twice a week mm. That's kind of creepy. Second of all, sometimes when I go, I move around a lot when I sleep. And when I move my legs, I only sleep with a, what's it called? Like a comforter, like a down comforter. Mm-hmm. And my cat, like I said, sleeps next to my head, not on the comforter. She does not like my comforter for some reason. I'll like move my legs or I'll like, if I go to like pick up my legs or anything, there will be something weighing the blanket Whoa. down in the middle. What? Yeah. There will be like something there. What? What? Yeah. Ghost cat. And Ghost it cat. is freaky when it happens, but it happens. But, and I've definitely felt like a cat like walking on me. And then I'm like, like, oh, what's going on? And then Aria won't be there. But not in a way that she, like, left the bed. Like, feel something jump on the bed and, like, walk on me. Yeah. It's so Nothing weird. there. It's so weird. I Whoa. have a ghost cat, guys. Spooky. I'm, like, not too upset about it. Yeah. I know seems the, like one a of the previous cat. neighbors had a bunch of cats. I wonder if something oh. happened. There was a weird cat shrine when I moved in. Oh, That's a wait, whole other story. I thought uh, there was. <laughs> can we elaborate on the cat big, shrine? There was a big like a big clue what's it called vase but it looks kind of like an urn like okay. a big vase right outside my front door if you've seen it just okay a big fucking vase like up to my hips like tall <laughs> big <laughs> deep ass vase big. and when i moved in there was like a metal statue of a cat stuck into that vase and a collar with a cat's name oh like, mm. like wrapped around the tail of oh, that boy statue mm-hmm. okay. so for the first two months i lived there i was afraid i wanted to plant something in the planter because it's like a nice big planter and it's mine but i was afraid to plant anything because i was afraid if i dug in it like what if it's dead cats buried in in oh my god yeah terrified of it but then i asked my upstairs neighbor <laughs> who i'm friends with and who was friends with the person that lived there directly before me and she promised me there was no dead cat in the planter oh. 
Wait, so did you plant something? I have flowers in there right now, but I didn't have to dig deep for them. Do you feel a correlation to when you planted those? No. Okay. Because I, again, procrastinated the flower planting Mm, until only about a month ago. Mm. How long have you been feeling the ghost cat? Since I moved in. Damn. Well, it does seem like a chill cat. I mean, just wants to, like, It's super chill. Just like just to wants sleep to with sleep you. on my yeah. bed. That's about it. That's all I've really experienced. Pretty funky. My cat doesn't seem to notice the ghost cat. Hmm. I've caught her staring in the mirror a few times because I have a mirror that goes like floor to ceiling. So yeah. I've caught her staring in it a few times, but the ghost cat normally comes out at night. This is intriguing. This is so yeah. crazy. Anyway, do you have a name for the ghost cat? No, I don't know yet, dude. Mm. I feel like the ghost cat one. needs to tell you its name. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know, right? I need to find a way to, like, communicate with the cat. Or, like, figure out whose cat. Who maybe. are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll just start meowing just meow next time out. I, like, feel yeah. its presence. Just put, like, random words <laughs> but on like, your bed. Random names. <laughs> oh, my and God. And see if it responds. What happens? Just, like, Ouija oh, yeah. it out. There you <laughs> go. Okay. I'm too afraid to Ouija in that room. But. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. Anyway, I have a creepy ghost cat. That was Damn. just, like, story number one. Um, what I'm actually going to talk about is also my favorite topic of all time, which is still cats. More but cats. related to that, I have a beautiful, wonderful, adorable black cat named Aria. And while I was trying to figure out what the heck I was going to talk about at Halloween, I just had to look into the superstition behind why Please. black cats should mm. not cross your path. Yes. And how it came about. So my sources for this were good old Wikipedia. Ah, yes. An interesting <laughs> website named historicmysteries.com <laughs> the most that. legit of sites <laughs> um the animal welfare league for new south wales and blue cross for pets hmm. so guys i don't know if you know this but cats were domesticated ten thousand years ago in the middle east Ten thousand. and throughout the centuries seeing a black cat has been associated with luck either hmm. good or bad depending on where you live and there's a lot of uncertain origins. Basically, what I found when I Googled this was, I don't know, but here's like 80 theories. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, I guess. We'll never know. <laughs> and due, unfortunately, to the prominence of this theory, black cats are at a really high risk of mistreatment, especially around the Halloween season. Mm-hmm. So I like grew up knowing that, or in the, like, the last few years, I heard like a lot of like stories about like black cats and like, places won't let you adopt them in Halloween Hmm. and like interesting things happening. Mm -hmm. Apparently, according to Wikipedia, black cat hatred started in the middle ages. And that's about when people started assigning sinister ideas to the little black kitties. So black cats started being associated with the devil because cats are nocturnal and they roam at night and they were black cats. So they were dark like quick agile movements and they have glowing eyes Mm. so people began to like associate them with darkness and mystery and evil and they also have like really slick movements suggesting apparently according to people like how slick cats are make them think cats are up to no good really the problem starts with the germanic and Norman people. Uh, those <laughs> silly Germanics. I'm one, so I can say that. Um, who believed that, like the Black Raven, a black cat was a sign of death 
so if you saw a black cat, your death would soon occur. And if a black cat, or sorry, yeah, if a black cat crossed your path, your death would be imminent. And someone just, like, decided this. It literally was, I, from what I read, it literally is just because it's black. And they were like, that bird is black. That cat is black. Black creepy death. Makes no sense, but, you know, what did in the medieval times? Like I said, that kind of became associated with the devil because they were associated with death. So fear about black cats really took hold in the mid-ages and kind of spread throughout Europe with the fear of witchcraft because cats, black cats especially, are often associated with witches, Mm. which led to mass killings of black cats throughout Europe. The only place I could find that didn't mass murder black cats was England, weirdly enough. They made it very apparent in that one article that England was no, okay, no proof. So good for you, England. You can't put this um, on us. <laughs> but it was just, I mean, they blamed cat, black cats for anything. Like if a black cat walked into a room of like a really sick person and then that sick person died, like that cat killed him. And then they killed the cat. Oh my god. Oh my there was, god. They really didn't. I don't get it, man. Gotta blame someone. And right. then if a black cat, so if a black cat did cross your path, and you didn't end up dying, that means that you, you are, are protected by the devil. <laughs> so in order to get the devil out oh of you, God. you had to walk in a circle, walk backwards from where the cat oh crossed your path, and then count to 13. That's how you get the devil out of you. What? <laughs> Makes a lot of sense, guys. So many. I understand. Yeah. So yeah. many stories. And then actually, there's a lot of people suggest, I don't know how much actual, <laughs> so say, I don't know how much scientific evidence there was. There was none because it was in like <laughs> 1200. But there's a lot of people that suggest that the mass eradication of black cats helped mouse and rat populations grow out of control, mm-hmm. which enabled the For bubonic the plague oh, to yeah. spread across Oh, Europe. yeah. So if you guys just weren't assholes, a couple like other smaller theories about why people hated black cats that didn't really make sense to me, but... One says the superstition dates back to ancient Greece because in Greek mythology, Zeus's wife Hera transformed her servant Galantheus into a black cat as a punishment for impeding the birth of Hercules. And then Galantheus went on to become an s- assistant to Hecate, who's the goddess of witchcraft. Hmm. Okay, whatever. Yeah, I sure. doubt that's why people hated them, but whatever. <laughs> and then I think the weirdest theory I heard on the internet is that early man had big problems with cats. Many cats were larger in size than they are now. Big cats had voracious carnivore appetites and could even eat the occasional human being. Because humans were not always on the top of the food chain, fear of cats was necessary for survival. Hmm. Basically blaming saber-toothed tigers for fear of black cats. And I think what? that's an interesting that's a but stretch. not a fantastic a theory. Stretch. If you're going to make that argument, I think that has Maybe to be a blanket. Yeah, exactly. All cats. Right? Yeah. And then why would they domesticate them? Exactly. Maybe to, like, get control in the situation. <laughs> but then we why, like, control. further <laughs> kill black cats after they that domesticated them? That I don't know. Them? That I, yeah. I mean, the theory I read and laughed out loud, and I was like, this is weird. I have to say it, but it's not right. Look, it could be right, but in my mind, it's not. So along with that, because black cats were evil and associated with the devil, once the fear of witches became a big thing, people obviously believed witches and black cats 
specifically black cats, work together. So apparently the devil sent black cats to assist in witches' evil deeds, and the black cats helped the witches and the devil communicate. Oh. Also, witches are able to turn into black cats so they can slink around in the shadows and cast spells on unsuspecting people and hide from unwanted hives. Okay, not gonna lie, I wanted to do that when I was little because I had definitely heard like those. Well, no, like I thought it was really cool the idea of like being a witch, as in someone who can like fly around or turn into a cat and like. I thought specifically Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. The high school version, not the newer, creepier version. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember like saying that once as an elementary schooler, just like. I want to be like a witch when I grow up. And my parents were like, oh, no, (laughs) maybe pick a different field. I blame Harry Potter for that, but it could have even been before your Harry Potter days. But I think that kind of like metamorphosis or whatever you want to say for like, wait, transformation. It's cool as a concept. Look, I wouldn't mind (laughs) it. It's cool. If I could turn into a cat, I would. Yeah, we're wishing for things, you know. She seems so like chill, you know. Speaking of not chill, (laughs) unfortunately... Because black cats and witches were so closely associated, if an owner of a black cat was accused of witchcraft, the black cat often faced the same punishment as the owners. So they were mm. the black cats were also killed. So that all kind of was happening in Europe during the witch craze, and then all these people decided puritanicals. Puritanicals. Puritans. Puritanical Puritans. <laughs> Sorry. Puritans moved <laughs> to America. <laughs> and as Lauren said earlier, Puritans were not okay with witches. <laughs> they did not no. want to be associated with any of that creepiness. So Puritans straight up brought that hatred of witches to mm. America, where it kind of got even crazier. And the hatred of black cats, specifically in America, really got centered around the Salem witch trials, mm-hmm. where black cats were accused of helping witches conduct spells and perform experiments. Obviously. Um, and then ever <laughs> since the Salem witch trials, mistreatment of black cats kind of was fine in America. Wow. Because mm. black cats are evil, guys. Mm. But they're not. They're so cute. But they're not. Because other places in the world thought black cats were cool and i want to talk about them for a minute okay yeah egypt let's worshipped cats Mm -hmm. specifically black ones apparently were better than all the others and then just generally we all know egyptians loved cats egyptian gods granted good fortune for people who housed and protected cats it was illegal in ancient egypt to kill cats even accidentally and if you purposefully or accidentally killed a cat you would be put to death Oh, my gosh. Whoa. Wow. And cats were often mummified after their death and then put in the tombs of their owners. So, like, buried with their owners. In England, sailors believed that keeping black cats happy would ensure, like, fair weather on their travels. Hmm. And then sailors' wives often believed that their husbands would return safely if a black cat was, like, in their house and, like, kept happy. And that the black cat would use its influence to keep the sailor safe. Oh. So, so definitely like a little bit of witchcraft. Supernatural. Yeah. But, but like in a good way. But in a good way. And then in England, if a black cat walks towards someone, it's bringing that person good fortune. But if a black cat walks away from someone, it's taking the good fortune with it. So that's bad. Oh. What if a cat comes up to you, smells your hand? 
hangs out for a second that and means then walks you didn't away. please it well enough damn to keep what if that it rolls over in? you give a little belly rub and then it leaves Are you, you better run about... away before the cat can i'm <laughs> talking about personal experience <laughs> okay here's a scenario <laughs> run away from the cat oh my god and then the I cat will keep fortune. coming after you yeah. more mm. fortune there we go and i live with a cat so i'm constantly coming mm. and going i don't know i need to start keeping track of like negative yeah. and positive well, i think because she out. lives in your house i think you're in Scotland, it is lucky for a strange black cat to arrive on your doorstep, and it a means you're coming one. into money. And mm-hmm. I have my neighbor's cat, Earl, who shows up yes. on my doorstep. Oh my so Earl's bringing me money. Which is Jamie's cat's twin. Yes, <laughs> but it's a neighbor's cat. It's an indoor-outdoor cat and loves to show up and make my cat really mad. In Wales, a black cat arriving at your doorstep brings good health. I'll have good health and a lot of money. In the south of France, black cats bring good luck to owners who feed them and treat them with respect. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Should always be doing that. Just, just a thought. Yeah. <laughs> Even General. if it doesn't bring you great luck, it's just a thought. In Germany, really Germany seemed to be the start of it all. They've kind of mellowed out recently. And now it's only if a black cat crosses your path from right to left, it's bad. But it's left to right. Good to You're go. getting good times, man. <laughs> good times are on its way. So, Rotate real quick. Yeah, do a quick like three six or one eighty. Did it go left to right or right to left? <laughs> In Japan, it's common for Japanese women to own black cats because it's believed that the black cats will help bring them suitors. Ooh. And then Maybe I'll get a black also, cat. it has not helped me. <laughs> <laughs> For well, that's true. I have suitors. It doesn't say good suitors. It true, just says true, suitors. true, true, true. People true. will come Maybe to your that's door. My own yeah. That's true. I don't um, need more suitors. <laughs> <laughs> and then also in Japan, the Maneki Kiko cat statue sits inside almost all businesses. It's the cat you might have <gasps> yes. seen it with like one yes. paw up, and uh-huh. there's it comes in either white or black. They don't really care either way, but it like it waves in good fortune. Yeah. Oh, so. I didn't know that. Yeah. I've seen them. They're cute. And then just a couple other miscellaneous ones that I couldn't figure out what country it belongs in. A cat in the audience of a play on opening night is going to foretell success. So really? everyone bring their black cat to their plays. And then oh, um, also specifically 18th century pirates believed if a cat walks onto your ship and stays good luck great job but if a black cat walks onto your ship and then leaves your ship your ship will crash and everyone will die on the next voyage Mm. so gotta keep that cat happy keep it on the ship cat on trap Mm -hmm. them on the ship leave before it can walk off Mm -hmm. yes today in pop culture i don't know if you know this but black cats are often featured alongside witches Mm-hmm. And they're a big part of like Halloween costumes and yeah. Halloween decorations. Lots of black cats everywhere, which is great, except the association between Halloween and black cats kind of perpetuated negative attitudes towards black cats from people who thought Halloween was bad and pagan and uh-huh. not good. So black cats are, like I said earlier, at a higher risk of mistreatment around Halloween season. But a lot of shelters will stop adopting out cats, black cats in Halloween because they fear they'll either be tortured or just used as a Halloween prop and then mm. abandoned, which oh my gosh. makes me want to cry. And just in general, black cats have a lesser chance of being adopted at shelters compared to other colored cats, according to the ASPCA. Mm. And the same goes for black dogs. 
So that's not really like a species thing. It's just more like a color thing, which is awful. That sucks. Um, that is, and and they also tend what? to have a <laughs> higher euthanasia rate no. in U.S. shelters. As you can imagine, though, if you're, they're not getting adopted yeah. and it's a killer shelter. Still I mean, it's horrible. Black cats often tend to stay homeless longer and, yeah, need more assistance to find homes. A lot of it is because of the just general, like, random negativity that people have towards mm. black cats. But online it said, this one kills me, one additional reason for their lower adoption rates is because it's believed they don't attract adopters well because rescues and shelters often put photos of their adoptable cats online and people say black cats are more difficult to photograph than light-colored cats. Oh, my God. So because they're di- more difficult to photograph, people aren't adopting them. And I'm like, that's such... As someone who has a black cat and takes pictures of my black cat all day, that is a full lie. Yeah. And that is so sad. And along with that, like I said, with dogs, too, it's been like studied that potential adopters of animals perceive black pets as being less friendly than lighter colored pets just based on yeah the color of their it's just fur, so arbitrary which is <laughs> yeah uh, just like two more depressing things and then i'll get better i promise <laughs> one important note like i said like a lot of places are worried about people like torturing black cats but there has never been a documented history since like humane like the humane society and all that stuff came into efforts which i don't know when that was i'm gonna guess in like what 60s or 70s there's never been a documented relationship between adopting black cats and black cats being killed Um, but it's definitely like a mindset that's out there that people are afraid of it happening and along with shelters limiting or like stopping black cats from being adopted in october it also places those cats more at risk of dying in a shelter due to mm. overcrowding and euthanasia. Because mm-hmm. if they won't let them be adopted, they won't go out. And then if it's a kill shelter again, it's like, yeah, mm. horrible. But good people are out there and they're doing mm-hmm. hard work to make sure that this adoption skewedness color colorism i guess if you want to stop so in the uk october 27th which again is i think the day this podcast comes out right yeah i think so so anyway today in england if you're listening to this has been designated black cat day and it celebrates the virtues of black cats and it encourages people to adopt unwanted black cats um, because similar to america black cats are less likely to find a home in the uk in the United States, Black Cat Appreciation Day is August 17th, which is a fun fact. Didn't know that. We'll have a party next year with <laughs> Aria yeah. and Squiggy on the oh, 17th. Yeah. <laughs> and then in 2014, Toronto held an event on Black Friday where people could adopt a black cat without paying their usual $75 adoption fee in order to encourage Ooh. people to adopt specifically black cats. And the trend has now spread across the U.S. with many shelters offering free adoption of black cats on Black Friday. So if you have been wanting to get an animal and are very serious about it and not just on a whim, please, on Black Friday, you might be able to find a shelter that like gives you a discount to get a black cat. And speaking as people who have owned and have loved like black cats and black yes. dogs, like they're no... It's more just a free yeah. animal. Yeah. yeah. There's they're no just difference. as lovable. They're, yeah. There literally yeah. is no difference. It's just yeah. what yeah, color color. is their fur. And they cute. The they're so, so cute as hell. Yeah. I want a but, black animal. Yeah, and I wrote down, so in conclusion, black cats are not evil. 
they can bring you wealth and help you get laid. And they're fantastic <laughs> models on no matter what Instagram says. Yes. Well said. So adopt black cats if you're serious about it. Spread that Man. love. Still doesn't really make sense. It's kind of just like the devil. Well, it's like super sick to think of people like adopting an animal. For, <gasps> like I'm for not even going to finish party. that sentence. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So inhumane. But there are good people out there. who There are good people out there who are trying to. Adopt these beautiful souls and give them a good home. Yeah. They're taken care of. It is kind of funny how some of these like things you're told when you're younger or just like wives tales. Get really baked into your perception where it's like. Yeah, this may be true. It may not be. But like, I don't want to be a, near a black cat just in case, you know, and it's like, yeah, that perpetuated millions of times. Like, oh. and I mean, it's still a thing. like everyone, uh, at least growing up, I still heard that like this black cat crossing your path. Yeah. Oh, same. Thing. Yeah. But anyway. um, that's about all I have. Well, we hope and you all have yeah. <laughs> an um, awesome Halloween. And Hope you're doing something spooky or fun or (laughs) candy oriented, (laughs) friend oriented. Whatever you end up doing. Start your cuffing season. Whatever you want. You know, know, stay at home. Have a nice relaxing evening and go to bed. Can we have like a feminist moment and just like put a call out to those who are going to parties and just say, A, like... You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And just because someone is like, it's Halloween, like, Mm. take care of yourself, be Mm -hmm. safe. Like, Halloween is super fun, but it can totally get out of hand. So, oh, yes. Watch yourself. Yeah. Have fun with it. But, you know, take care of yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's all I'm going to say. All right. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Thanks for listening. Links from today's episode can be found in the show notes on our website, whatyourreadingdude.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you have anything that piqued your interest or you want to share, email us at wrdpod at gmail.com. Maybe we'll feature you on the pod. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts and also on Instagram at wrdpod. Follow us and stay up to date on future episodes. Like, leave a review, tell a friend. You get the idea. Music for this podcast was created by Kalindo. Find him on Instagram at The Real Kalindo. Stay inspired and we'll see you next week. <laughs>